Clearly, I have a lot of opinions about this. Hello and welcome to Improper Fantasy Football. My name is Mark, and it's time for another divisional close-up. We look at one NFL division and discuss what players on each team in that division have fantasy interest. Today, we're looking at the NFC North. Now, the NFC North has some intrigue. There's a little bit of turnover from last year. Some teams that drastically underperformed last year, and we're going to start with one of them in the Chicago Bears, the team that earned the worst record in the league last year. Now, of course, the big conversation for this year is, will Justin Fields take that next step as a passer? I'm seeing Justin Fields right now go as early as round three. I think I had one mock where he went in round two. I think that's a little too early for him, uh, but... He's got a lot of potential on the running game, clearly. Uh, he didn't get start getting going with the running game until about midseason last year, and he almost broke the rushing record for quarterbacks anyway. So I think there's a lot of interest in his rushing ability. And with the addition of wide receiver DJ Moore, you have the potential that he could take that next step as a quarterback. Uh, I, I do think that he's worth a an early round pick if you do want to take a quarterback early. He's probably on my board quarterback number five uh, just because of the rushing capability. The wide receivers, it, honestly, it just really depends on how much you trust that Fields will take that next leap. DJ Moore is probably a surefire thing. You can feel comfortable taking him somewhere in around four or five. Beyond that, Chase Claypool and Darnell Mooney not really seeing a lot of excitement from the both of them. Chase Claypool, uh, a lot of people remember him for having that four-touchdown game early in his Steelers career, but since then, he's been fairly quiet. He, he's a big-body receiver, but I, I need to see more volume from the passing game for him to be in, of interest to me. The running game is a little weird. You've got Khalil Herbert and you've got Deontay Foreman. I was a big fan of Khalil Herbert last year, and both of these guys are running backs who had opportunities and took advantage of them. But there's also a rookie on this team, Roshan Johnson, that a lot of people really, really like. For me, uh, I would probably only draft Khalil Herbert with any type of confidence. But really, you want to make sure that if you do have one of these guys on your team, you have two or three other running backs ahead of them. Cole Komet, is, uh, he's a fine tight end. If you miss any of the, the early big guys, he's probably one that you're going to target later on in the draft. Uh, he's one that I like to target in my, my mocks. Interestingly enough, you've also got Robert Tunyon on this team, but I think it's, it's Cole Komet's job. Uh, for most of that. Uh, not really much else of interest on the offense. The defense, now they've got Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards now, who they have signed to fill the void that was uh, the space that Roquan Smith uh, had once occupied and nobody else really, really occupied. A couple of interesting guys that they drafted this past year. I'm really big fan of Jervon Dexter uh, and also Noah Sewell, uh, two guys that they managed to get a little bit later than you would have expected. Uh, they have a young uh, second-round corner in Tyreek Stevenson, uh, a guy who got a lot of interest at the end of the, the draft process uh, and then ended up just skyrocketing up the boards. Ultimately, for me, I'm staying away from the Bears' defense. And to be perfectly frank, I'm also staying away from, from Cairo Santos uh, un unless I'm just desperate for somebody. Moving along to the arguably most interesting team from this division, from fantasy and from just a watching perspective, is the Detroit Lions. Uh, let's see how many kneecaps they can bite this year. Jared Goff is is looking to return not only to his form of being a Super Bowl caliber quarterback, but one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And it seems like he's got a lot of 
uh, confidence behind him for that. And uh, when you've got the weapons that this team has so far, you, you can't really blame him. Uh, the team went out and drafted Jamir Gibbs. You know, he's going to end up being in an early t- second or possibly third round running back uh, just because it looks like he's going to get a lot of volume. But they also went and signed David Montgomery. I don't think Montgomery's presence is going to really jeopardize Gibbs's load this season. Although right now it looks like Montgomery's in front on the depth chart. I don't really know what that means right now. They've still got like a week and a half before everything needs to be solidified. Uh, I, I would feel confident taking Jamir Gibbs and seeing how he runs for the entire season. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, I'm seeing him go as early as the end of the first round. Uh, there's a lot of hype on Amon Ross St. Brown so far. Uh, and honestly, Marvin Jones Jr., he could also give you a lot of value, especially if uh, Jared Goff returns the form. Uh, Sam Laporta, they drafted a second-round tight end this team. I, I, I don't like to take stock in too many first-year tight ends just because the physicality of the game is something they have to get used to. Uh, we'll see how he fits in their system. Uh, I love their offensive line. Lots of early round picks on this on this line. Taylor Decker, Frank Ragnow, Nay Sewell, all of them are first round picks. You got Jonah Jackson and Graham Glasgow, who I believe they just re re-signed uh, after he left. I think he was on the Broncos before and came back. Beyond that, there's not really a lot of other pieces on here. Maybe you want to take a flyer on Josh Reynolds. Maybe you want to take a flyer on Khalif Raymond. Uh, he is, I think, still going to end up being their returner. Uh, but I don't know how much that plays into that. They got a lot of rookies uh, in this wide receiver core, though I can't imagine too many of them are going to be keep, uh, kept on this team. Looking on the defense, this team has a lot of potential on it, but this potential needs to actually show itself. They have Aiden Hutchison, who was arguably the most dominant defensive lineman out of last year's draft, and they've also got uh, James Houston and Charles Harris and Alex Anzalone. Uh, this this core on the on the edge or the outside of this this three four defense they've got is looking to punish whatever quarterback is going to be back there. On on top of that, they drafted Jack Campbell in the first round. Again, like the Bears, I'm not likely to draft the Lions defense uh, with any intention during the draft. Maybe if all of the rounds don't line up with where I'm comfortable taking defenses. Maybe this defense falls all the way back to the last round, but it's just not something I'm interested in. Uh, on top of that, I, I'm also not really interested in taking it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put a lot of stock into who their kicker is this year, un- unless you just think they're going to be volume touchdowns and you just want to get like that uh, that Harrison Butker effect where you're just going to get extra points because you know that's what it is. Moving on to a team that has as much turnover as you can imagine just because the man in charge is not there anymore, the Green Bay Packers. I don't think I've seen Jordan Love get drafted yet. And with the preseason he's had so far, that might change as the season gets closer and closer. Jordan Love's looked very good, uh, but I I think a lot of people are like, let's wait and see. Uh, Maybe you want to take a guy like Love and stash him if you get him with your last pick. If you're in a keeper league, he's probably already on somebody's team. But honestly, Jordan Love is the type of person that if you think he has a shot to pop, you may want to take him with your last round pick or something like that. Uh, You do have some early round interest uh, for fantasy uh, in Aaron Jones. I think I see him consistently going around three, uh, maybe around four. And A.J. Dillon tends to go around round six. Uh, These two are a good one-two punch as far as running backs are concerned. Aaron Jones certainly gets more of the volume, and he has that catch out of the backfield type of play going on. Uh, A.J. Dillon, the quad father, 
Uh, he, he, he's just a freaking beast if he runs between the tackles. And if David Bakhtiari can give you a healthy season, that could be really good for him. Uh, as far as the wide receivers are concerned, Christian Watson really had a welcome to the NFL in the middle of last season. And I think he's got a decent rapport so far with Jordan Love. I would look for him to continue that. I, I, I'm comfortable taking Christian Watson at the end of round three or round four uh, for what I'm looking to do. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, uh, somewhere later in the draft, and Jaden Reed, uh, he's he's a rookie, so we'll see how he develops. But honestly, this team is just young. Outside of Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, and A.J. Dillon, I'm probably not taking anybody super high. The Packers' defense on paper looks phenomenal. Uh, it's just littered with first-round picks everywhere because they never drafted anybody offensively. Defense should perform. It just really depends on how well you think this offense is going to do to keep them off the field. If the offense keeps not scoring, then this defense is going to have to keep getting back out there. But when you've got a defense that's got the likes of Kenny Clark, Preston Smith, and Jair Alexander, you know that you've got a lot of hard-hitting, extremely talented players that you have to look out for. I'm probably looking to draft the Packers defense, if I can, um, in one of those last four rounds or so. I think I see them constantly going a lot earlier. My strategy is to just load up on flex positions as much as I can and let the defense and the kicking solve itself towards the end. If something just magically appears, then I'll, I'll jump on it. But this is a defense that I would be I would be happy to draft uh, with, an, with something that wasn't the end of the draft, something like rounds, I don't know, 11 through 14 or something like that. Kicker situation doesn't look particularly appealing to me, so I'm likely staying well away from whoever comes out being the, the, the Packers kicker. Last but certainly not least, we have the reigning divisional champion, Minnesota Vikings. Now, the Minnesota Vikings have had a lot of criticism uh, for the year that they had last year. It was a 13-4 record. Uh, they performed remarkably in one-score games, and that's what the problem that a lot of people have is. is They had, I think they won 10 or 11 one-score games, and that just doesn't normally repeat itself unless the team gets better. And you could argue this team did not get better this year. They decided to move off of Dalvin Cook. They're going on to this strategy that the majority of the league is going on to where, hey, we got expensive running backs. Let's just not pay them anymore. Let's move off. So now they got Alexander Madison. Uh, I'm honestly not really sure if I'm going to be taking a flyer on him. He's been really good as a handcuff to take in later rounds the previous couple years behind Dalvin Cook. But I he's also had a couple of injury issues back and forth, so I'm likely going to stay back on him. They got this rookie, Dwayne McBride, and I might be interested in just keeping an eye on him as the season progresses. Maybe he starts to work into the rotation. Kirk Cousins, if your strategy is to not take a quarterback until like round 12, Kirk Cousins is going to be about as good as you can possibly want. He's he's never going to be terrible, but he's not going to be the we but he's not going to be the reason why you win your game week in and week out. But he'll get you the points that you need to just say, eh, my quarterback got me points." TJ Hawkinson is arguably the top of the Tier 2 tight ends after you go Travis Kelsey, who's in Tier God. After the likes of uh, Kelsey and Andrews, you could make the argument that TJ Hawkinson is going to be that third tight end off the board in that Waller and Kittle range. Uh, I, I, I would be comfortable taking him somewhere around, I don't know, around 5 or 6. 
Uh, I have a draft coming up in a little bit where I think I'm going to be pick 11, so that means that I could take him at the end of 5 or the beginning of 6, and that would be a good spot for somebody like Hawkinson. I don't know if he'll last that long, but that's probably where I feel comfortable taking him. He's a really, really good tight end. Additionally, from the wide receivers, you've got Jay Jettis. Uh, if you are drafting number one in your league, you're probably going to be taking Justin Jefferson. He's just that good compared to every other wide receiver in the league not named Jamar Chase. Jordan Addison is also a really interesting concept to take probably in round seven or eight. Just because he's a rookie, he is another first-round wide receiver. The thing for him is he's really, really skinny. He's a really, really thin, slender wide receiver. He's 5'11", and he's 175 pounds. I think he weighed in at like 165 at his combine, though. He's going to get a lot of looks this year because Justin Jefferson is going to get a lot of attention in double coverage. So Jordan Addison might, by proxy, get a lot more catches than you would expect from a normal rookie. Uh, the defense, I would stay away from it. Uh, I'm not particularly impressed with what this defense looks like right now. They've got Daniil Hunter on this team. Hey, they're going to go with a Jordan Hicks experiment this time, and we'll see how it works. You've still got Harrison Smith, who is arguably one of the best, if not the best, safety that's currently in the league right now. He, he just constantly does it every single year. So I, I'd be feeling pretty comfortable with him if you're taking it in a defensive player league, but not. Uh, I, I would probably avoid the Vikings defense unless you have a bye week. Uh, great Joseph. Uh, Greg Joseph, he's about as consistent of a kicker as you want. If you do end up having to draft one and you've already got all the kickers on explosive offenses that have already been picked, Greg Joseph, I've never been disappointed having him on my team. And that wraps up the NFC North. Uh, let me know what you think. Uh, let me know if there's anybody that you think that I missed or if there's anybody that you think, oh, why would you take A.J. Dillon in like round six or something like that? Just... Let us know. Our uh, Twitter or X is going to be at Improper Fantasy. And our email address is ImproperFantasyPodcast at gmail.com. Let us know. I really enjoy reading the responses from y'all. Uh, it, it really makes me feel like uh, there's a strong connection from what's happening from us to you. And for me, that's a lot of why we do this. Uh, but that being the case, uh, that's the NFC North. And um, see you next time.